Here is PT Meal Podcast again. This is episode 82. Engelbert De Vera, or Bert, is a physical therapist based in Texas. He's the founder of Rehabpreneur, where he teaches PTs, OTs, and SLPs to become business owners. In our conversation, he shared his story why he decided to open up his own business to get away from his 9-to-5 job. He explained what a home health contract business is and how it works. He also discussed some strategies to determine if being a business owner is right for you. Lastly, and this blew my mind, he described why being or working for yourself does not equate to having a business. So listen for that. Though Bert described the business model applicable to the U.S. healthcare payment system, I'm sure colleagues from the Philippines would relate to his story and his business advices. Now, let's get right on it. Welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Podcast, a buffet of play, movement, exercises, activities, and leisure, all packed in a hearty conversation of physical therapy, profession, and practice. I am Johan De La Paz, your host. Welcome to the show. So today, we are, we are going to talk about how to be an entrepreneur and to start your own home health contract business. Uh, so let me welcome the rehabpreneur himself, Engelbert De Vera. Bert, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, been a long time coming. I know, Johan. Thanks for having me here, man. I appreciate the invite. And um, I'm so excited to talk about you know this uh, model. And hopefully I can answer some questions from you. And mm-hmm. hopefully it'll open the eyes of our colleagues regarding different business models, not just home health contract that we're going to mm-hmm. discuss tonight. Right, right. I'm excited for this conversation. But before we dig in to what we're, we're about to talk about, uh, could you give us a, a little background of uh, who you are and uh, what you're doing right now? Sure. So my name is Bert De Vera. Uh, full name is Engelbert. I'm a physical therapist. I'm originally from the Philippines, as most of you guys know. I came here fourth quarter of 1997, and um, that was three weeks after I got married. Oh, wow. <laughs> Three weeks, I was still in my honeymoon stage. My wife was left back home because she was also finishing her um, internship in medical mm-hmm. school. So I had to go, and that was tough, right? So fourth quarter of 97, and got through orientation, and, you know, reviews and all that. So make the story short, I got my license in 98, and then I worked as an employee, PT, from 98 to mid-2003. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know the daily grind of putting in, you know, eight, nine hours every day, working on weekends, and you're so happy when you get overtime, right? Mm-hmm. So being there, done that, got the t-shirt for it. So um, mid-2003, I decided to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that was the time we were expecting our second child. My wife was already here. Um, our daughter was three years old. So she was born 2000. So the, the way it came to that point is that I was working 21 days straight. Mm-hmm. That was a turning point in my life, in my career. They couldn't find a PT to replace me. So they made me work 21 days straight, including Sunday, wow. obviously. And that was tough. And on my third week, I was about to cry on my, on my way home because... Mm-hmm. You know, my, we were pregnant with our second child, mm-hmm. all right? Our daughter was three years old. I come home hungry, tired, and with a bunch of paperwork to finish. And my wife was with my daughter, our daughter, the whole day. She was mm-hmm. expecting, you know, 
an adult conversation when I get home and I couldn't give it to her because I was so freaking tired. Mm-hmm. And so we were fighting. She was pregnant and I couldn't play with our daughter. Mm-hmm. I felt like a horrible person. I felt like a horrible husband. And finally, you know, that was the last straw. You know, mm-hmm. we spoke, we sat down and I said, okay, something's got to change. This is not the American dream that we want. I don't want to live our lives like this. Okay, so I asked her blessing. I asked for her blessing and I said, if you would give me your blessing, I'd like to start a business and see what happens. If in three to six months it doesn't work out, I'll go back, look for another job. I would still have my license anyways. Mm-hmm. So with my wife's blessing, she said, go ahead, let's try it. And then the rest is history. So mm-hmm. that's my story in uh, a short uh, paragraph, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> so so yeah. that's, that's your motivation to, to start in, to become a, an entrepreneur, start yes. your own business. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And is your first business this uh, home health contract business? Is that what you're, you started with? Yes, um, mm-hmm. but initially, I was planning on doing a, an outpatient clinic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then I did the feasibility study. Right, mm-hmm. I have to study. Okay, if I do uh, traditional outpatient, I have to have a clinic. I have to have receptionist. I have to lease equipment, mm-hmm. and I have to be there day one. And then I'm gonna have to hire help. Right? right. So I did the math and. It just scared me. It scared me to death to think that I have to borrow money, mm-hmm. you know, almost fifty to hundred thousand to start, and I just, I just couldn't take that risk. Mm-hmm. So, I did my research and I found out that home health contracting is another business model mm-hmm. that I can do because you don't have to have a clinic, you don't have to have full time employees, mm-hmm. I don't even have to, to market to doctors, you know. So, the three main sources of headaches for it any rehab business is out the window. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are those? Number one, marketing to doctors. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. So I don't do that. The home health agency does that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, building Medicare and insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because I build the home health agency directly. It's almost the closest thing to cash base. They pay us every two weeks or during their payroll period or payroll dates. Okay. So that's the second. And the third one, the third source of headache for any business is keeping full-time employees because you have mm-hmm. to pay salary, full benefits, insurance, and all that stuff. All my staff are PRN. Mm-hmm. So I can sleep well at night and you know, not think about, oh, crap, in two weeks I have to pay somebody. Right. <laughs> I only pay them when they bring in money, meaning when they see patients. The money has to come from somewhere. In mm-hmm. any business, the money has to come from somewhere. Right. Where's the money coming from? So if they're PRN, I'm paying them from the money that they brought in because they saw patients. Mm-hmm. If they don't see patients, then obviously I don't I don't pay them. Right, right. So okay, so that's good. The the three the three headaches that uh, full time business or uh, uh, traditional business models would have it's already you know addressed out the window. Uh, out of the yep. window. So let's discuss first what is a home health contract business for those who are you know not familiar with this like me so what how does it work what what is it and and how does it work great question great question and um by the way remind me at the end of this interview there's a 
four videos that will explain this in detail that we can give out to your audience. They can okay. download it for free. All but right. to, to make this story short or to explain it um, mm-hmm. and how it works. So this is how it works. So a home health agency is certified by Medicare, mm-hmm. okay? usually Medicare Part A. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they cater to homebound patients. So right. normally when patients go home from the hospital after a TKR or hip replacement or fracture or whatever diagnosis and they're homebound, they cannot go to a clinic, then they're mm-hmm. considered homebound. Therefore, the home health agency has to serve them, mm-hmm. meaning they provide the nursing services, skilled nursing, rehab, PTOT, SLP, whatever they need, and sometimes mm-hmm. home care aides, social worker, right? Mm-hmm. So the way home health contracting works is instead of the home health agency relying on their in-house therapies alone, Mm -hmm. and some of them don't even have any in-house, they just contract because they also don't want to pay full-time benefits, right? Mm -hmm. They contract with a company like my company, okay? Okay. My company's name is uh, Therapy Outsource, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is what happens. Let's say... Let's say you're the patient, mm-hmm. you're uh, 65 and over, you got out of the hospital and the doctor ordered, okay, home health for Johan, uh, three times a week for four weeks, uh, status post, right, TKR, right? Mm-hmm. So the agency got the referral, mm-hmm. let's say, let's call it ABC Home Health. Mm-hmm. So ABC Home Health now will either send their in-house therapist to you or call my company and say, hey, Bert. We have a referral. This is Mr. De La Paz. Uh, he just had uh, right TKR. Can you guys see him? And we're like, okay, what's his location? Is it out in the boondocks or Timbuktu? Mm. <laughs> if he's in the city, we'll see him. <laughs> so, mm. so we also have a, a geographical you know, boundaries, right? So let's say we say, okay, we'll see him. And then what happens is when we do our evaluation, Let's say I send a PT, a peer and PT to evaluate you. Right. Okay. Three times a year, four weeks. After the PT does the evaluation, we will now send our PTA to do the okay. follow-up visits. Okay. So follow the frequency. Three times a week for four weeks. How many mm-hmm. visits is that? 12, right? Okay. The next point now is how do we make money? Okay. Where is the money in this business? Okay. Where does it come from? So normally, like here in Texas, the minimum contract is $75 flat rate mm-hmm. okay, within the city limits. It's mm-hmm. 85 to 90 if you go outside city limits. Okay? Let's stick to 75. So three times a week for four weeks, 12 visits at $75 a pop, $75 per visit. I pay my PT supervisor 75 So I don't make money there. Mm-hmm. Zero, right? However, I pay my PRN PTA. $45. Okay. Okay. But we bill the agency $75, even if the PTA sees you, the patient, because that's our contract with the agency. It's business to business. Okay. It's just like a traveling or staffing company that sends therapists 13 weeks in the SNF or any hospital. They charge a flat rate, right? no matter what. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask. What's the difference between you and a staffing agency or a we're local. The difference is we're local and we mm-hmm. don't require 13-week contract. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's it's a huge benefit to the local agency because it's it's pay as you go for them also. 
Mm-hmm. They're not tied up to a 13-week contract and they mm-hmm. don't have to wait for someone to come, to come in from another state. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're helping the local you know, business community if they hire us. And you know, we know the area. We know a lot of people in the area. Okay, gotcha. So that's a big difference. So let's go back to the cash flow. Mm-hmm. So seventy-five dollars is what we bill the agency. We pay the PTA forty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. So remember the twelve visits. Mm-hmm. So first visit to the PT evaluator, the twelve and last visit also to the PT evaluator for the discharge. Mm-hmm. The ten visits in between goes to the PTA, right? Right. So if we bill the agency seventy-five dollars and we pay the PTA forty-five, how much is our profit? Thirty-five times ten. Thirty. 30, 75 okay. minus, yeah. All right. 75 minus 45 is 30. So $30. Dollars, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> $30 times 10 visits mm-hmm. is $300. Mm-hmm. That's our profit on one referral. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. All right. So now, as an owner of the company, I can decide to do the eval mm-hmm. and do the discharge. So if I pay myself 75 on the eval, I pay myself 75 on the discharge, that's 150, right? Mm-hmm. Plus the $300 profit on my PTA at $30 times 10, I just made how much? $450 on one referral. referral. Right. And how much time will it require me? Okay, as a PT, I did 30 minutes eval, 30 minutes discharge, 30 plus 30, an hour, right? Mm-hmm. I made $450 in one hour. What is the average salary of PTs now across the nation? If you go to salary.com, it will average 50, 55 an hour mm-hmm. compared to 450 bucks an hour. That's a no brainer. Right? Mm, right. So this is why, you know, I always share a famous quote from Jim Rohn. If anybody knows Jim Rohn, he's, he's a very good philosopher, mm-hmm. Christian philosopher, business person. He, he always says, profit is better than wages. Okay. He always says that. So it's a question of, you know, as a therapist, do you want to earn $50 trading your time per hour, mm-hmm. dealing with politics in the nursing home, putting up with productivity, or do you want to make, more than 50 bucks an hour as a profit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is also the reason why when I ask, when I ask someone to, you know, when they talk to me and ask me, okay, Bert, how do I do this? Okay. I always ask them first. Okay. Before we even talk about the business, I have a specific question for you. Do you want to be a worker or do you want to be a business owner? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be a worker, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not mm-hmm. condemning you. I'm not saying, hey, just because I'm doing business and you're not, I'm better than you. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Which is own, right? Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening to this podcast, please don't take offense if I'm doing business and you're not. And don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm rubbing it on you that I'm doing business and you're not. I'm making a profit and you're not. Please don't feel like that. I'm just saying this is my choice. And if your choice is to work for someone, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But going back to when I talk to someone and I, I always ask them, do you want to be a worker or a business owner? If you want to be a worker, I'm not your guy. Mm-hmm. I can't help you, you know, get race later on or how to get more race. But if you want to be a business owner and create leverage, which we're going to talk about later, 
um, the lean method that I was talking about, then I can help you because that's what I do. I help therapists, PTs, OTs, and speech therapists, how to start a business on the side while keeping your full-time job. So I want them to understand I'm not asking them to quit their job. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you start this business model, do not quit your job because you have bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Car payments, you got to put food on the table. If you have kids, you got you know, diapers to buy, milk to buy, credit cards to pay. Do not quit your job. You can start this on the side. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now, so, is it clear how we make money on this model, Johan? Right. Yeah. It, it's for me, how I understood it is, is that you are somewhat like of a staffing agency that if the home health agency needs a therapist to see one of their clients and provided they their in-house therapist can't do that, they yes. call on you. Yes. So they're outsourcing the treatment. Yes. We you. are definitely, not somehow, but we are oh. definitely a staffing company oh, locally. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So my, my question there is, this would, would this work in all locations? Because there are, like when I was in Maryland, we have four or five home health agencies mm -hmm. and all of them have in-house mm -hmm. um, therapists. So is this something that you have to really look, look into if it's visible, if there's a lot of competition around? Yes. So mm -hmm. that's a very good question. So the, mm -hmm. answer, the answer to your question is, will this work in every location? The answer mm -hmm. is no. Mm -hmm. No. Because mm -hmm. one of the things we look at when I talk to someone who's interested in doing this, I always ask, okay, what's your location? Mm -hmm. Where are you at? Let's see the population. Let's see how many home health agencies are in the area. Mm -hmm. There's only one or two in the area. I don't think it's going to work. Unless, unless they really need someone and there's mm -hmm. not enough therapists in their area. Okay. Gotcha. So part of the things that I teach Mm -hmm. to my mentees is how to look for the number of agencies in your area and mm -hmm. how to find their rating if they're mm -hmm. a good agency to work with. Because with Medicare, I think they have a, either a four-star or five-star rating, if I'm not mistaken. But if, they, if their rating is middle and above, good. Mm -hmm. If their rating is below the middle, don't even consider that, that agency. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I teach them. And I teach mm -hmm. them how to look for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's the answer to, to your question. Good. good, Great. So aside from uh, looking into the number of home health agencies in your area and your population, what should be, or how does one, a therapist, or how does a therapist start in, in getting into this kind of business? What does one need to do? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think the, the main important thing is instead of answering the question, what? Mm -hmm. The most important question to answer is why? Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any therapist that wants to start a business, you have to know your why. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to do this? Okay. So in my case, my why was... I want to spend time with our kids. Mm -hmm. I want to spend time with my wife and I want to take control of my time. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be dependent on a job, on a paycheck. Again, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But I personally, I don't want that. Okay. 
So that why was so strong for me mm-hmm. that I knew it will be very painful for me not to do or try something. Mm-hmm. It pains me. It pains me to see myself that I'm going to continue working for someone until I'm 65. If I paint that picture in my mind, I'm like, hell no. I don't want that. Right. I'm not going to work for someone until I'm 65 and start enjoying life. But then that's just me. Okay, everybody's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. If that's your plan, I respect that. If that's the majority's plan, I totally respect that. Please don't get mad at me, guys. I'm just saying it's not what I want. I want to enjoy life, you know, while I still can. Mm-hmm. So with that, I, I set out to look for what business can give me that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's a lifestyle question. Okay. What kind of lifestyle do I want and what business can I build to fund that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that decision that I did back in 2003, I'm telling you, Johan, I never regretted it because mm-hmm. we, I never had to ask for a PTO. We didn't miss our kids' activities in school. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we would go fishing or watch a movie in the middle of the day without asking for permission. I would do anything again. You know, I would do it again. If, if I'm given a choice, will I do it again? The answer is yes, I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So it starts with your why. So guys, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to dig in. What is your why? Why would you start a business? Because money is a tool. Okay. It's not, don't answer it. Oh, cause I, I want to make a lot of money, but why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to make a lot of money? What is the reason behind that? Mm-hmm. You have to dig deeper. Money is a tool. It's neutral, right? So once you find that why, then you will now determine what do I do next, mm-hmm. okay? One of the things in my videos that I explain is the cash flow quadrant. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Okay. So the cash flow quadrant, it's uh, from the book, by Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Have you, have you heard of that book? Yes. Mm-hmm. So one of the books he wrote, along with other authors, is the Cash Flow Quadrant. Okay? So imagine this is a quadrant. On the, on the left side of the quadrant, top left, is the E quadrant. Mm-hmm. We call that the employee quadrant. Okay? 90 to 99% of therapists or any, even any industry belong to this quadrant. What is the E, the e quadrant or the employee quadrant? We work for someone. We trade our time. We get paid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now below that on the bottom left is the S quadrant. This is the self-employed quadrant. On the self-employed quadrant, you're the boss, but you still trade your time. Mm -hmm. An example in our industry is, let's say you do cash base by yourself. Let's say you do wellness program by yourself. You do pelvic health by yourself. You are the product. Mm-hmm. Mean, it means if you stop working, no money is coming in. Okay? As a self-employed, I may offend someone by, by saying this, but it's the truth. It's still not a business. It's a job. That's why self-employed. You're just an employee you know, by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just decided to call the shots. Okay? 
So the common thing between employee and self-employed is you're trading your time mm-hmm. for money. If you don't put in the time, no money, right? There's no money. Now on the right side of the quadrant, on the top right is the B quadrant, which stands for business owner quadrant. On the business owner quadrant, you hire people, you work with people, or they work, they work for you. It's a combination, okay? On that quadrant, on the business owner quadrant, you have a system that creates money, mm-hmm. okay? That it puts you in a situation that it, should you decide not to work, you still, have, you still can make money, mm-hmm. okay? And the last bottom right is the I quadrant, which is the investor quadrant which means you have enough money laying around, you want to invest it. These are like the shark tanks, you know, the angel investors, okay? So the reason I'm pointing this out is it's important for you to know what quadrant are you in right now and where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. So as therapists, most of us are workers. We are in the S quadrant, most of us, right? So the question now is, do you, I mean, on the E quadrant employee, yeah. Do you want to stay in the E quadrant as an employee? Keep trading your time. If you want to stay there, again, I respect that to each his own. Stay there. That's fine. But if you want to move into the B quadrant to be a business owner where you have money coming in, even if you decide not to work, then you have to do something to be in the B quadrant. You have to have a business. Okay. And what is the true test of a business? Okay. Because a lot of therapists get confused. By this, by, oh, I have an LLC. I have a business. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next question is, who's doing the work? I am. Mm-hmm. And it's not a business. It's a job. Even a high school kid can get an LLC. It's easy. Just go to legalzoom.com, less than 100 bucks. You have an LLC. But does that kid have a business? No, it's just a name. The true test of a business is this. Is money coming in should you decide not to work? If the answer is yes, you have a business. If the answer is no, you don't have a business. Mm. That's a true test of a business. That's a a different shift to my mindset. Exactly. Because you can have an LLC and treat every single patient cash base, Mm -hmm. even if you see 100 patients a week. But if you're Mm -hmm. doing all the work, you don't have a business. You have a job. Right. Right. Okay. But when you start hiring someone to see those patients for you while you're out there, you know, doing whatever you want with your time, fishing or traveling, then you have a business because now you're making a profit. Because if you don't make a profit, okay, if you don't make a profit, then you don't have a business. Mm -hmm. You have a hobby. That's from Dave Ramsey. (laughs) Which is true. Uh (laughs) Right? Right, right, right. So I, I agree. Wow, that's a uh, yeah. Yeah, I just change your mindset. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a uh, it's an epiphany for me. Um, exactly. Yeah, because I've been like um, thinking about like opening up a business, but you're right. That's a different you know. That's a different definition of business. It's not just a name. It's not just a company. But will you be able to stop? working and still earn through that business and that's exactly okay yeah exactly that's Mm. why that's why dba doing business as is also called fictitious name it's Mm -hmm. just a name Mm -hmm. it's just a name the true test is 
are you making money? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Without yeah. you doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which leads me now to, if you don't mind, we can talk about my lean method. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So guys, if you're listening to this, if you ask me, okay, Bert, how do you know if a business is good? How do you mm-hmm. know if, if this is the right business for me? Okay. Right. I came up with a, an acronym, L-E-A-N. I call this the lean method. And just a disclaimer, this is totally different from the book, The Lean Method. That's, that's, that's a different book. This is, mm-hmm. this is from me. And let's go over it. Letter L stands for leverage. Okay. So what do I mean by that? You have to ask yourself for any business that you want to do. Letter L, leverage. Who's doing the work? Mm-hmm. If the answer is, oh, only I can do the work, yeah. then you don't have leverage. Again, you have a job. But if you can delegate that task to an assistant, another therapist, and still make money, that's leverage. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that, then letter L, check. Okay, we got leverage. Okay. Letter E stands for execution. Okay. How fast can you execute? Okay. Do I need to wait years before I can execute this project? Do I have to wait a certain number of, of months before I can you know, start doing business, seeing patients or delegating patients, how long, okay? So speed of execution is key. In my business model, in home health contracting, we don't wait for 60 to 90 days credentialing with Medicare because we don't get credentialed by Medicare. Mm-hmm. It's totally different from, from outpatient Part B, okay? The home health agency is the one credentialed by Medicare Part A all we need is our license as therapists, okay? So let's say I hired you, Johan, as a PR and PT in my mm-hmm. business. Once your credentials check off, you can start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's speed of execution. Right. Okay? Well, let's say I sign a contract today with ABC Home Health. And they mm-hmm. said, okay, Bert, we'll contract with your company. We'll start sending you patients. When? Tomorrow. We can start tomorrow, okay? Because they, they signed the contract. We're licensed. Johan is licensed. My two PTAs are licensed. My OT is licensed. My code is licensed. My SLP is licensed. We can start tomorrow, guys. No need to wait, okay? E, again, execution, okay? Letter A of the lean method, acceleration, okay? How fast can you grow this? Mm-hmm. How fast can you grow this, okay? This business model you can grow this as fast as you can because, again, you don't wait for credentialing from Medicare for 60 to 90 days, okay? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how I grew this by having a crew in Dallas, San Antonio, El Paso, McAllen, Brownsville. I have more than 100 therapists working for me, all PRN. Wow. How did that happen? Because therapists know other therapists that I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a spider web. Mm-hmm. You know therapists I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know therapists you don't know, mm-hmm. right? But right. if I ask you, hey, Johan, do you know any PT in LA that can work for me? Of course you do. And that PT knows another PT you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then if I put in my, my plan and, and my strategy of, okay, for every therapist you refer to me and they, they start seeing patients, I give you this as an incentive. Mm-hmm. Then boom, now we're talking, Right. So it's easy to grow this business model. And I also teach my mentees, okay, how do you find therapists in your area? Where do you find it? Mm 
You use technology. How do you talk to them? I give them a list of interview questions. This is what you need to ask. How do you know if they're a bad hire or a good hire? Mm-hmm. I tell them the red flags because you and I know there's bad therapists and good therapists out there, right? Yeah. Um, especially in home health, you get therapists that else. They're in and out in five minutes. What can you do mm-hmm. in five minutes? Come on. Right. Man. Yeah. Right. You, right. Know, you don't want those. Those are bad tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Okay. You have to find excellent therapists to work for your company because this is your baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's letter A, acceleration. And the last letter, letter N, as in Nancy, is no huge overhead. You don't want to start a business with a huge overhead. You don't want to start a business borrowing a, a lot of money. And I will quote Mark Cuban. This is not mm-hmm. me. He said, if you start a business borrowing a ton of money, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. He said that. I did not. Okay. But to some extent, it's true. I mean, the guy is a billionaire. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't yeah. refute that. You know, so no overhead in this business model. You don't hire full time employees. We don't have an office. We run everything through the web. Why? Because most documentations are online, right? Right. Okay. So let me give you an example. We went to Hawaii for three weeks, my wife and I and our two kids. And I told mm-hmm. my secretary, don't tell our crew. I want to see if I can run the business from my phone. Mm-hmm. So we, we were in uh, Waikiki. And sure enough, I can see from my phone who's seeing who. And when payroll came, we were there. I did my payroll through the app in less than 10 minutes. So my wife and I looked at each other. You know what? We can go home to Philippines and run this from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, yeah, but what about the kids? They're friends. <laughs> you can't do that. You know? So we didn't. We, we stayed in Texas. But th- that just shows you the beauty of this is model. You can, be, you can be a nomad. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere you want. Okay? But right. of course, from time to time, you still have to somehow Check come in. back and check in and be seen by your contracts. You just can't disappear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You control mm-hmm. most of your time, right? Mm-hmm. So there you have it. L-E-A-N, guys. Lean mm-hmm. method. Yeah. Leverage, execution, acceleration, no huge overhead. So, um, so if a therapist already has uh, reflected hard and uh, tried to discover their whys, in their business and decided to get into home health contract business and you know with with convinced with the lean the lean method that you just said that okay this is for me this is i think this is what would answer my why's and the answer to my uh, problems so what would be the like financial requirements then or uh, logis- logistical requirements in starting uh, a home health contract, but would this be as tedious as creating a, a, a home health, I uh, know, as a mobile PT business or other or outpatient outpatient business? That's or a very is good it question. Easier. That's a very good question. So pretty much, you're asking how much money do you need to start this business model? Something like that. Yeah, because yes. that's yeah. a lot of people are. Starting a business is somewhat, I mean, risky, you know, right. 
they may be, uh, you know, uh, they have families or they have family support uh, in the Philippines that they support. You know, mm-hmm. they can't really or uh, pay much attention to it. So how much time and effort or money would be, would they have to invest to start with? Yes, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned a word there that I really want to hammer. Mm-hmm. Risky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about risk. Okay. And I think this is another thing we can talk about. It will open the minds of a lot of therapists. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is riskier? Having one job with one source of income or having more than one source of income? I think that's a rhetorical question. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the answer. Obviously, you want to have more than one source of income, right? Right. But why do most therapists stick to just one source of income? Because they think, and I'm, I'm, one of this, I'm one of these therapists, I used to be guilty of this, because we think that, oh, our job is secured. Mm-hmm. Job security. There's no such thing as job security anymore, Johan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we've seen that in the past few years. We've gone through furloughs. We've gone through layoffs because a lot of... Uh, Changes in reimbursements are happening. So you have furloughs and layoffs and more to come, mm-hmm. right? It's not getting any better. So if you're a therapist and you're still thinking that, oh, my job is secured. Sorry to break the news to you. No job is secured. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you, your company can get bought out any minute. Your company can go bankrupt. Okay. Once they stop making a profit, mm-hmm. they won't keep you, right? So there's no more job security. You're only as secured, and this is from Dave Ramsey. You're only as secured as your ability to create an income. What is your ability to create an income? If you're, a, if you're only leaning towards one source, which is your job, that's the highest risk as far as I'm concerned. Because once that job is gone, mm-hmm. you're back to zero. You don't have a backup. Gotcha. Okay. What happens if you get furloughed tomorrow? Can that happen? Yes. Can you get fired tomorrow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Texas, this is a state where they can fire you just because they don't like your hair. Oh, really? Exactly. Wow. There's, there's, there's no such thing as protection or whatever. Nothing. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is one source of income is definitely the riskiest as opposed to having different sources of income. Right. Okay. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but let me answer the cost. What's the cost of starting a business? You have your cost of putting up your LLC or S corp, right? Mm -hmm. You have your cost of um, accounting. Obviously you have to pay a CPA Mm -hmm. and you have um, software for your payroll. Right. But documentation wise, I teach my staff, I mean, not my staff, my mentees, how to talk to home health agencies to convince them to use their software. Mm, That saves you a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've done home health before, you have your Kinzer, you have your home care home base, you have your Devereaux, you have your, what do you call it? Access or something like that. Mm -hmm. Those are very expensive software. And if you have to pay for those, golly, that's going to eat up your profit. Right. But I teach you how not to pay for those. Mm-hmm. And make sure that your staff are included in the agency software. 
Mm. How do you deliver that? How do you tell the agency, can we use your software? You have to present the value. They have to see, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll let you use our software. Then you save money. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, to give you a ballpark figure, okay, what's the average loan for PTs, OTs, and SLPs in the U.S. for student loans, right? The average student loan is about 100, 150 grand for, okay. for school loans, okay? Uh-huh. The cost of doing this business model, I'm just going to give you a rough estimate, is not even 10% of that. Oh, okay. Not even. Okay. The cost of starting an outpatient clinic, if you search physical, they're a franchise company. Yes. And their info is, is public. If you Google it, last time I checked, it was 55 grand. Almost half of the average student loans. Mm-hmm. 55 grand. That's just a franchise fee. That's, that doesn't include your build out costs, your monthly um, royalty costs, mm-hmm. and everything else you have to buy. Mm-hmm. So give or take, I think they require a liquid of or a net worth of 150 to 250 grand. Yeah, that's a lot. Who has that money laying around? Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a lot of therapists have that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So especially if you're still paying a student loan right. and trying to stay afloat and mm-hmm. supporting a family. Mm-hmm. So again, to, to answer your question, less than 10%. Of a hundred grand is is what you need to start. The other question is, okay, Bert, how much money do I need in the bank to make sure I have something to keep this rolling? Mm-hmm. Okay, as little as two grand. Yeah. If you have a, you have two thousand dollars in the bank in your business account, mm-hmm. then you're okay to start. You know why? Because you don't start with an influx of referrals right away. You're gonna grow this slowly. Mm-hmm. And remember what I said earlier, the money has to come from somewhere. The money that you pay your staff is coming from the invoice you're sending to your agency where the agency pays you and then you pay your staff. Okay. Right. So now, I mean, earlier I talked to you about the three things that goes out the window mm-hmm. with this model, right? Right. Now, I also want to talk to you about the three things why this business can go wrong mm-hmm. for yeah. someone. Because I don't want to talk here and, and you know, show myself like, oh, his business is flawless. His business is perfect. There's mm-hmm. no way that business is going to fail. No. Yeah, of course. Any business has a flaw, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, if you're listening to this, this is a time to write it down. The three things why this business cannot work for you. Okay. Number one, this business model will not work for you if you don't know how to negotiate. Mm. Okay. Not because you have a contract means you have a good contract. It can be a bad contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some agencies will lowball you, like really lowball you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know how to negotiate, this is not going to work for you. Okay. That's where I come in. As a coach to a lot of mentees, we brainstorm. I've been doing this since 2003 or 2021 now. What, 18 years of doing mm-hmm. this? I've negotiated a lot. A lot. 18 years of negotiating. I think I can tell you that's a lot of mileage, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Under my belt, right. right? So 
what I do is I teach my mentees what to say mm-hmm. and what to ask. Okay. What to ask for. And when an agency counters, for example, let's say you're my mentee. Okay. And you ask me, Hey Bert, I'm about to have a meeting with an agency. Mm-hmm. What do I say? Okay. We will have a mock call where I will pretend to be an agency and I will ask you questions. So by the time you talk to an agency, you're ready. So if I don't like your answer, I will tell you, okay, Johan, you don't answer it like that. This is what, how you should say it. Delivery is key. Mm-hmm. Okay. And confidence also. So on top of that, I'm also going to give you a script. And this script, my mentees use them a lot because now you can tweak this script based on your personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. They ask very common questions and you follow this script more often than not, you will get, land a contract. Okay. Case in point, in my last live training, I have a PTA from Florida. PTA can mm-hmm. do an eval. Okay. Did this business. He has to outsource PTs to do the eval for him. This PTA, okay, landed three contracts even before we finished our four week live training. Oh, really? Nice. Three contracts. He was killing it. All right. Using this script using everything I was teaching him on what to do and brainstorming with me on how to counter in case an agency gives you something. What I mean by that, for example, is, okay, let's say an agency tells you, you know what, Johan, we can only pay 60 bucks per visit. Mm -hmm. And then you turn around. "Uh, Let me think about that. I'll, I'll get back with you on that. You turn around, you call me, hey, Bert, they're offering 60 bucks. Do I accept it or not? My answer to you is hell no. No way. No. Okay. But you, you can counter. This is how you can say. This is, this is what, what you need to say. Okay. Another example. I have a, I have a speech therapist mentee in Houston. Her name is Tina. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she called me and said, hey, Bert, I'm in Houston. Obviously, um, I'm planning to ask for 85 uh, per visit. I said, no, Tina. Houston is a metro area. Right. That's a metro area. Ask 100 bucks. You know, if they say no, then you can at least go down to 85. Okay. Okay. And guess what happened? She got the hundred bucks. She got, oh, wow. Okay. Exactly. Because you can always go down, mm-hmm. but it's hard to go up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. <laughs> you can't start 85. Oh, by the way, uh, I want 95. Hell uh, no. no. That's no. not going to work. <laughs> right. So things like that. I bring experience on the table. I, mm-hmm. I, I do mock calls interview with you okay Mm -hmm. so that's number one it won't work if you don't know how to negotiate number two reason why this is not going to work for someone is if you don't know the right people to hire in your team okay not because they have a license you're going to hire them right like i said earlier there's bad therapists they're good therapists how do you know they're a good therapist how do you know if they're a good candidate or a good hire to be added to your company Mm -hmm. okay I teach you how to find those red flags. How do you do background checks? How do you do drug testing? How do you ask the right questions during interview? What are the signs that this therapist, you know, just once comparing other contractors, oh, he pays this, can you match that? Oh, he pays that, can you match that? You don't want that kind of therapist. Mm-hmm. All right? So the cliche that says it only takes one bad tomato to mess up the whole basket of tomatoes is true. True. Okay. That's very true. Okay, so I teach you how to do that. 
And lastly, this is the most important. The number one reason why this is not going to work for someone is if you don't know how to get your money. All right. Exactly. If you don't get paid, buddy, there's no business. Mm -hmm. You can't pay yourself. You can't pay your staff. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's been a lot of home health contractors that I know of that shut down because they were owed a lot of money. Oh, wow. And that's the truth. That's the truth. You know why? I experienced it myself. First three years I was doing this, I had no coach. Mm -hmm. And until now, I had no coach. I, as far as this business is concerned, I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, Johan. There was an agency who owed me $21,500. Were you able to get it from them? After using a lawyer, I only got five grand back. Wow. That was a hard lesson learned. But did I give up? Obviously not. I'm still here, uh -huh. right? 18 years of doing this. Uh -huh. I took it as a hard lesson learned. I took it as the highest tuition fee that I had to pay for this hard lesson. Wow. I told myself this will never happen again. I will learn mm -hmm. from this mm -hmm. and it never happened again. Okay. My lawyer told me, you know what, Bert? Get your five grand and don't do business with this SOB again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay? Oh. There are agencies that will take advantage of contractors, like I mm -hmm. said. If you don't know that you have a good contract, then it's, it'll fail, okay? Mm -hmm. So come to find out this agency was a type of agency that would sign a contract with one contractor, don't pay them, don't pay them, sign another contract with the next one, don't pay them, sign another contract. They were jumping from one contractor to the other. Oh. Screwing contractors left and right. And they're getting away from with it. Yeah. Wow. What comes around goes around. This agency mm -hmm. eventually got raided by FBI. And they got uh, shut down because they're doing stuff that are illegal. Mm -hmm. That tells yeah. you the character Karma. of that right. agency. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. So during that time, I didn't know how to screen agencies. I didn't know how to find out if an agency is good or not. Mm -hmm. I had to, I guess, I guess, you know, learn it the hard way. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm teaching my mentees. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to experience what I experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have a way to test. Is this agency a keeper? Mm -hmm. Is this agency paying on time? What are the red flags? Okay. If this agency is not paying you on your first two to three invoices, stop. Stop taking referral. Uh -huh. Get your money. They don't, if you don't get your money, how do you get your money? Do this without hiring, hiring a lawyer. Mm -hmm. If the amount is past this, then hire a lawyer. So all of that I've laid out and I've taught my mentees mm -hmm. so that they won't experience what I experienced so that they mm -hmm. can get paid. Now, if they don't follow those rules, mm -hmm. that's on them. Wow. Not on me because greed will kill you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Greed will shut down your business. All right. If you keep taking referrals without looking at your cash flow because you're greedy of, oh, and more, more, more referrals, mm -hmm. I want more and more uh, invoices, mm -hmm. they'll put you under quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to run your business the right way. Okay. Again, 18 years of doing this, I've seen the good and the bad, and I've learned how to do it right. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying this not to toot my horn. I'm saying this because I'm. Um, being 
honest enough and humble enough to tell you, I mm-hmm. don't know everything. I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's what I impart to my mentees. So again, just to recap, three things, why this won't work for you. If you don't know how to negotiate, if you don't know the right people to hire, and if you don't know how to get your money. <laughs> Most Filipinos, right? We're, we're very shy in asking for our money. <laughs> that's true, we think that's like, true. like, oh, what's the word? That's the <laughs> word for, right. I've, I, I'm embarrassed to, to get my money. But I learned, you know what? That's your money. Don't be uh, don't be shy to get your money. You work for true. it. You're not begging for it. We we you know? we don't negotiate and we can't even ask for our money. That's that's uh that's the Filipino exactly exactly trade. Yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we should have the attitude of um, what do you call this? Uh, this is a joke uh, that I have to share. What is the difference between a terrorist? And a physical therapist. What? We as physical therapists, we don't negotiate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta live. The patient has to do what they gotta do. Uh-huh. You don't negotiate. Uh-huh. Get up, do your exercises, let's go. Right. <laughs> so that, that, that was a, I just, you said the word negotiate. Anyway, <laughs> right, any more so, questions, Johan? Um, because uh, we're running out of time, but I want you to, um, explain to our audience the patient loop, which we okay, mentioned okay. before our conversation. Sure, sure. So guys, um, earlier I was talking to Johan. I, I apply this in my business. We, I mm-hmm. call it the patient loop. Mm-hmm. The patient loop is actually a loop where how do you keep the patient most of the time in your business, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's three businesses that you can put the patient into number one in my business. I put, we get patients through home health contracting from the home health agency. Okay. When they're no longer homebound, we can pick them up on mobile part B. This is where you need credentialing 60 to 90 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, that is not my bread and butter. My bread and butter is the home health contract, mm-hmm. but I have my own Medicare credentialing. I have my own Medicare um, part B business because when patients are no longer homebound, the agencies, they let us absorb them on Part B. Mm-hmm. So with Part B, I don't bill the home health agency. I bill Medicare directly, mm-hmm. but still revenue coming in. I outsource that. I have a billing company that does the billing for me. So that's the second business. Now, when, when they're done with mobile Part B and they no longer have medical necessity, but they still want therapy or not therapy, wellness program. Mm-hmm. Let's say they would tell Johan, hey, Johan, I like you. You're a great therapist. I want to continue doing my exercises. Can I pay you cash? Johan would be like, yeah, sure. Let's put you in a wellness program. Now, just to be clear, this is not medical. This is just like any gym membership and we charge cash. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's cash. So again, mm-hmm. home health first, mobile part B second, and then wellness program last. So when they're in the wellness program, and for some reason, they decline, which most of the time they will because these are geriatric patients and, you know, especially with comorbidities, right? When they decline and they have medical necessity, you can pick them up again, either from mobile Medicare Part B or home health contract. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I offer these three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have, I have uh, clients or mentees that want all three and I offer them as a bundle. But mm-hmm. most of my mentees they want to start with home health contracting first and get some money coming in. 
Okay. So did I answer that question? Yeah, you did. That, that's a, that's a, that's a good model. Cause a lot of, you know, uh, I worked in home health and a lot of the patients that I had uh, after discharge, discharging them from home health would ask me, where do I go next? You send them yeah. to outpatient clinics, right? Outpatient clinics. That's money right. on the table you're leaving, man. Right, right, right. And and there's a need there. So if you have this type of model and you can address that, then you kind of keep them for yourself, you know? Right. Help them through that phase. Right. And, you know, you build that rapport and loyalty with them. Right. So that that's a good model. That's a, that's a yeah. good uh, thought yeah. as well. So but just to be clear, just mm-hmm. a disclaimer... Mm-hmm. If you have patients that want to go through your mobile part B, you have mm-hmm. to be transparent with the agency. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know, look, I also have a part B. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that I'm recruiting your, your home health patients to go to my part B, mm-hmm. you know, and the patient has their own choice. You got to right. give them choices. Mm-hmm. You can't be monopolizing and say, hey, I have a part B when you're done with home health. You can't do that. Right. That's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a stark law, I guess. Exactly. I yeah. So so you have to give them choices. Mm-hmm. And, and the doctor obviously has to write prescription. And if you're mm-hmm. in a direct state, you mm-hmm. can do direct, but you have limitations. I think most of most states mm-hmm. are 30 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The important thing is that you are informing all of the, the options right. uh, for your patient. If they choose to stay with you, then that's good. And most of them will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you build that good rapport with them, right? So, thank you very much, uh, Bert, for coming into the show to uh, you know sharing, imparting with us your experience and your you know knowledge with us. So, where can the audience reach you if they're interested to get into this home health contract business? Sure. Uh, if you're interested in home health contracting business or mobile part B or wellness or the combination of three. Guys, I'm more than happy to give you my cell phone. I'm probably the only guest that will give you a cell phone. It's 972-649-9909. Text me directly. 972-649-9909. Or, yeah, I'm I'm an open book. If I can help you, I'll tell you. If I can't, I will at least point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Now, if you want to watch the videos, these are free videos on how this model works exactly from A to Z. Mm-hmm. Go to my website, rehabpreneur.com. Rehab, R-E-H-A-B, preneur, P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. So it's a combination of rehab and entrepreneur, rehabpreneur.com. Mm-hmm. You can download the four free videos in there, okay? And it mm-hmm. will send it to your email. And then at the end of those videos, if you want to talk to me one-on-one, you know, over the phone, there's a calendar. It shows you my availability. It's a free call. It's about 15 minutes. And we will talk about your situation. And mm-hmm. if I can help you, like I said, I'll give you your options. If I can't, I'll point you to who can help you. Is gotcha. that cool? Yeah, good. Yeah, you're the only person who gave out his phone number here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an open book. All right. Yeah, so, Yeah. There again, thank you very much. Before I let you go, I have my last three bites, my last three questions for you. Um, first question is what's your recipe for success? My recipe for success is knowing your source. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound religious, guys, mm-hmm. but like I said earlier, money is only a tool. Mm-hmm. And I respect every religion, but I'm a Christian. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my sources are my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I shouldn't be here because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. But just to share, you, share with you real quick, when I had COVID, it, it could have gone either way. I could have died or survived, right? Mm-hmm. But I never felt any fear of death. The, the, the verse that the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I literally experienced that. I was so at peace because of my relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. I knew that if I go, it's all right. It is well with my soul. I knew that my, my kids, my wife are going to be taken care of. That's my number one recipe. Everything comes from him. I don't own anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just a steward. I'm just passing by and I do what I can to help others. And I don't know anything. I am what I am because of God's grace in my life. And I'm not ashamed to say that. So I hope I answered that question. Right. Yeah, that's very profound. Um, second question is uh, what's a, a book that you have read recently or a long time ago that helped you? Sure. So, Guys, instead of uh, recommending a book, there are at least three books I want you to read if you want to go into business. Number one is Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm-hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki. It will change your mindset, okay? Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a very good read, okay? It also actually helped me get into real estate now. Besides this home health contracting, my wife and I are doing real estate rentals and house flipping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty when you get into entrepreneurship. The skills you learn along the way, you can apply in other businesses. Yeah. Okay? So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the other book that I really applied to my business is The 4-Hour Workweek mm. by Tim Ferriss. 4-Hour okay? Workweek. I literally pattern my business with that book because I don't want to work 40 hours a week. So mm-hmm. if you ask me, hey, Bert, how many hours do you work a week? I'll be honest with you. And I don't, say this to brag four to six hours the most because i have the system mm-hmm. system works okay mm-hmm. and then the third book is e-myth by michael gerber e-myth it has edition one and two it will tell you how to run your business without wearing all the hats uh... right? because the number one problem with business owners is when you start wearing all the hats which you will at the beginning But if you stay there, then that's no good. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I don't wear all the hats. I don't, I don't take care of everything from, from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I have a secretary that I pay. I don't mow my lawn. And I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> I pay someone $20 to mow my lawn. If some of you wants to do that, that's your thing. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I just think I can use my one hour with something that's more productive than cutting my grass. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like if I see a patient for 75 bucks in one hour, I paid a guy 20 bucks. I made mm-hmm. 55 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's just my thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are the three books. Nice. And we are going to you know, list them down for people to see. And my last question is what are the three ingredients It may be a value, a motto, a principle, a virtue, characteristic of yours that you carry every day that you think are essential in your daily lives. Or in short, what are the three ingredients that make up Bert Devera? Wow, that's a deep question. 
<laughs> um, number one, as I've said earlier, knowing your source. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every day is a gift. No one is guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I thank God every day. And, um, you know, when I talk to someone, I always tell them today is a great day. Any day above ground is a good day. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then number two is being grateful mm-hmm. because being bitter, hateful, or being frustrated and, and complaining about all things, those things cannot coexist with gratefulness. Mm-hmm. If you're grateful, then you have a better out, better outlook in life. Mm-hmm. And I've read this book, The Traveler, and that taught me about gratefulness. Um, and in that book, it says, the seeds of depression will never take root in a grateful heart. Mm, will never, they, they cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. Depression and gratefulness cannot coexist. But just to balance it out, the depression is, medical depression is true. I mm-hmm. believe that when there's chemical imbalance, you need to, mm-hmm. you need to get treatment. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a medical depression, then change it with gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then number three is, you know, above God, I mean, next to God, putting your family first. Mm-hmm. Okay. We do stuff because of our family. I did, um, I answered my why I did this for my family. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. I, I don't, I have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my flaws as a husband, as a father, but at the end of the day, next to God, it's my family because mm-hmm. no matter how successful I am in business, if I failed in my family, mm-hmm. then I failed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how I look at it. No mm-hmm. amount of business success can equal or surpass your failure with family. Okay. Now, if you have some family issues right now, I just want to encourage you going through divorce, whatever, move forward. Today is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. You know, mm-hmm. ask yourself, how can I make today better than yesterday? How can I be better? And uh, like I said, we all have our problems and issues, but those are the things that matters to me. Right. Perfect. Uh, knowing your source. Gratefulness and putting your family first. Those are the three ingredients of Bert. Yes, sir. Again, thank you very much, Bert, for coming over here, explaining to us what a home health contract business is. Uh, uh, Explain to us the lean method, leverage, execution, acceleration. And the third one is... No no huge overhead. No huge overhead. Yeah, right. I forgot to write that down. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And again, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And... um, for all with all of those that we've discussed about business, the concept of business with which you shared, I, I gave gave me a different definition of business. What is that one thing that you want our audience to take away from this um, episode? Good question. If you're listening to this and you are on the fence of starting a business, but you're scared, you're nervous, you're not sure of yourself. I just want to tell you that's normal. Mm-hmm. No person who went into business were sure of themselves. You have to take risk. Mm-hmm. 
okay? In my case, I evaluated the risk. What's the worst thing that can happen? And this is what most lawyers will ask. And I'm not a lawyer, but it's a very good question. What's the worst thing that can happen? If the business didn't work, I still had my license. I can still look for a job, right? What if it worked? In my case, it worked. And it's still working for the past 18 years. What if I gave into that fear of starting a business and never did it? I would still be working for someone for the past 18 years. But again, I respect everyone who wants to do that, but that's not what I wanted. I would have been miserable. You see what I'm saying? So give yourself a shot. Go for it. If you have that fear or or nervousness, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Especially as immigrants, we had that fear when we first, you know, had the uh, news that, okay, your visa got approved, you're going to the U.S. Uh, What? (laughs) Right? Right, So you had that fear, but you went through it anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, for those who are are local in the U.S., when you first got admitted into PT school, OT school or SLP school, you got the letter, uh, congratulations, you got accepted in the program. You were so excited, but then you were nervous. Uh, What? Am I going to finish this with all the student loans and everything? Mm -hmm. Gosh. But you went through it anyway. Right, right. My advice is tap into that determination. Tap into that, um, what do you call it, guts. Mm -hmm. Okay? Tap into that and give yourself a shot because you deserve it. You deserve Mm -hmm. to give yourself a shot and see what happens. Okay, the the worst thing that can happen is at the end of your life, you're like, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. Okay, I would tell you a quote from Michael Jordan, and and this is probably you know a cliche. He said, "I can accept failing. Everybody fails at something, mm-hmm. but I cannot accept not trying." Oh, that's good. And he's one yeah. of best, if not the goat, of mm-hmm. basketball. Right. If you guys don't know, Michael Jordan got cut on his first tryout in his first year. He didn't make the team in North Carolina. Oh, really? He had I to wait one year. Mm-hmm. He had to wait one year to try out again. Mm-hmm. Had he given up after the first cut, there's no Michael Jordan. Right, right. He failed to make the cut the first year. but He waited one year, got better, got better, and the rest is history, as you all know. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, guys, keep trying. Never, never give up. Give yourself a shot. Mm-hmm. And if you just want a kick in the pants, you want someone to encourage you, give me a call. You have right. my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out. Reach out to Bert. He gave out his cell phone. You can check out his uh, website <laughs> as well for it. Yeah, Thank you very much, Bert, for this time. No problem. Johan, thanks for uh, having me as a guest. I appreciate it. You're doing a great thing here, sharing with our colleagues you know, abroad in the Philippines in this podcast, sharing stories like what you guys just heard today and your previous and your future guests. I'm pretty sure you're going to do a great service for our colleagues. Keep it up, bro. And good luck with the rest of um, your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to PT Meal Podcast. If you like the show and want to support it, please follow the podcast's social media accounts in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.
share the episodes you're listening to or episodes you love to listen to so that the message can reach more people. Also, if you have anything to share with everyone about the profession or your practice, do contact me and we can work something out. If you have any suggestions, feedbacks, questions about the show or the guests uh, of the show, you can reach me through all the podcast social media accounts or through the website www.ptmealpodcast.com or through email at ptmealpodcast at gmail.com. Alright, looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Just a reminder, folks, the podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. The show strives to keep all information true and correct, but humans sometimes make mistakes. Factual errors may be present, so we encourage the listeners to do their own research on the featured topics as well. Now, let's go back to the show. <laughs>